Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. TDs are set for a pay rise within months that will push their wages more than a, to over 100,000 a year. Uh, the increase that is due uh, to higher earners in the public service will be paid by July the 1st and means their basic salary will go from 98,000 uh, to just over 100,000. Senators' pay rise will, be, will rise from 70,000 a year as wages are restored to levels last reached in 2008 before pay cuts were imposed during the financial crisis. A2 leader Pander Tobin has taken to Twitter to vent his dismay and he joins me on the line Pado good afternoon to you good afternoon to you it is when we look at what's happening in the country at the moment it is quite upsetting for people to see the TDs are going to give themselves a rise but when I say rise restoration of pay I suppose is what they will claim I mean you're suggesting that's not what should be done at all well first of all I believe that the government's handling of this uh, crisis has been catastrophic uh, from the outset um, the government have made a complete dog's dinner of um, the response to COVID uh, in the last while. And it's, it's significantly one of the reasons why now they're talking about nine weeks of further uh, lockdown uh, for this country. If you look, for example, in Scotland, they are vaccinating 60,000 people a day. In this state, they're vaccinating 6,000 people a day. Um, we have countries like Israel, which have you know half their population at this stage have had a, a first vaccine they're opening up their society uh, at the moment and um, even in northern ireland they're now moving to the under 65s with underlying conditions so i mean we're way behind and we're way get, behind. i'm getting phone calls from people who are over 85 who still haven't been told uh, when exactly their vaccines go, is going to come and, and, we, and we can't blame the shortage of vaccines at this stage because we now know that we have we have vaccines coming in now so th- there's no reason why they can't up their game now i heard paul reed this morning uh, talk about the fact that they're hoping to up their game but he was asked will they be extending the hours for example in the helix and other places and he said no we can't see it being extended past 12 hours, I believe they should be doing it 24 hours a day at this stage. It's, it's incredible. Doctors have said that if they could increase the number of sites that they could uh, administer vaccines, they, they, it would radically Absolutely. increase... Absolutely. Community centres, wherever is necessary. Yeah, Absolutely. This, this country think it... is intolerant to any level of risk. Uh, we we with... seem to be very bad at logistics, to be honest, which in this country, Pat. We've, look, we've known about these vaccines since last July. I Absolutely. mean, a plan could have been put in place. There... And, and by the way, the other thing that concerned me too, by the way, about Paul Reid this morning, I know we're going off on a tangent now already, but Paul Reid was asked this morning on Claire Byrne that people who were over the age of 80 who have been vaccinated and got their second dose, you know, is it okay for them now to go out into the community, meet their grandkids? And he went, well, no, we'd rather they stick to the guidelines. And she didn't kind of question that really. And I'm saying, but sure, what's the point then <laughs> if, they, if they can't go out? But it, it took two and a half weeks from when we got the vaccine to when they started delivering them in the nursing homes. Midway through January, only 10% of the vaccines that had been delivered in this state had been delivered in the nursing homes. And then we saw a massive wave of deaths happen um, in, in that period of time. Stephen Donnelly promised that every single person in a in nursing home would be inoculated by the end of uh, January. They're still vaccinating in uh, nursing homes as we speak today. Mm. So, you know, the, the idea that the government will be getting a 2%, that the, the TDs will be getting a 2% pay increase that will bring them over €100,000 a year in salary is obscene. It's criminal. And by, by the way, for those who don't understand the whole way they get paid, they also get a ministerial pay as well, depending if they're a minister too. We, we, we didn't mention that earlier on, but this is just their TD's wages. Yeah, Sure. So in other words, the, 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 the current latest 
increase in TD salaries would bring TD's salaries over 100,000 uh, euros a year, which is, is, is criminal. And, 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 and I'll tell you why. Because at this moment in time, this country has about 19 billion euros of debt built up just in, in the last 12 months. Um, our debt per person in this country is 47,000 euros per man, woman and child, which is one of the highest debts that exist, uh, uh, public debts that exist uh, in, in, in the world. Um, we're not going to have, you know, the, the, the level of spending cuts and tax increases that are going to happen next year is going to be really significant. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, the government and the TDs are giving themselves a pay increase. Even in the last um, you know, economic crisis that we were in uh, 10 years ago, TDs had to cop on to reduce salaries of TDs in line with the experience of other people in society. But right now, salaries for TDs are going in the opposite direction in which most people's uh, income is But doesn't this not just not prove the disconnect between TDs and certain TDs in particular and the people that they're actually making decisions around their lives? So in other words, and I mentioned this before, kind of simple analogy of Leo Varadkar running down the stairs in the morning doesn't have to worry if he has 20 quid for diesel because, of course, he has a a ministerial driver anyway. And he generally doesn't have to worry. Is that a good wage? And by the way, I don't begrudge him a good wage, you know what I mean, because he is the tarnished after all. But in saying that, you know, they are disconnected from the people if indeed it's not hitting them in the pocket. Now, I, I, even if it was hitting them in the pocket, they're still on a good wage. There was a suggestion by Leo, by the way, before Christmas, that if uh, Neffet were on a PUP payment, they wouldn't be making these decisions. But certainly they wouldn't be making these decisions if they could feel it in their own pockets. Well, this is it. There's two things. I've always been of the view that a, a TD can't really legislate if they can't relate to the people that they're meant to govern. Uh, as such, and it's really important that people live the experience of people uh, in the rest of society, and that's not the case now. There's a chasm between TDs and ordinary people's experience of this. Um, you know, we had a situation just a couple of weeks ago where a Fianna Fáil minister is looking to give a 90 grand pay rise for the, the sec gen of the Department of Health, bringing that salary to 290,000 euros a year. Now, anybody that's in that mindset is completely disvo- divorced from the understanding of most people uh, during this particular crisis. But we hear this mantra all the time, you know, this kind of public relations mantra that we are all in this together. That we, we couldn't be further from that. Okay, event. do you believe they should take a pay cut? For example, I've taken a pay cut here in Classic Hits. We've all taken a pay cut and a substantial one of that, by the way. Do you believe they should have to take, say, a pay cut? Somebody mentioned, for example, here, I don't know who it is, New Zealand, all politicians took a 20% pay cut in solidarity with the people affected by the lockdown. Uh, do you think that we should, uh, or there are ministers and our politicians should all take a pay cut in solidarity with the people? Yeah, so AIM2 basically tabled a bill uh, at the start of this month which would see a 25% pay cut for TDs and senators uh, in this country during lockdown. So when, including when, yourself, of course, including myself, absolutely. Yeah. And, and when pubs, shops, cafes, restaurants are forced to close uh, in level four and level five restrictions, uh, that there will be a cut to salary. And the reason we did that is one because we do need to show solidarity with everybody else in the country. And two, as you mentioned earlier, if 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 your income was being significantly reduced by the restrictions that are there, you would be one more likely to make sure that there was no need for those restrictions by making sure everything else was working properly. And two, you'd be slower to introduce those restrictions because you'd feel the financial cost of those restrictions as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be able to guide you into uh, better legislating uh, for the country. So the AIM2 bill, if passed, now we managed to get it through the first stage of the dole so far. 
Uh, we're trying to get it into... I wouldn't say a very popular powder. <laughs> but to be honest, it's, 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 it's definitely uh, most of the other TDs there are very angry that this has even been mentioned at the moment uh, because they Who, want... Who's, to, who's supporting you? Well, at, at, at the moment, there hasn't been uh, massive voices of support for the bill from, no, from any direction there be, yeah. in the Dáil. But yeah. if we can get it into um, the stage two in the Dáil, there has to be a vote on it, and that will... You know, separate. You know, the uh, the supporters from the people who. Well, want I, well I think it's imp- I think it's important for the people to know exactly, and we'll talk to you closer to the time. But I think it's important for the people to know exactly who's supporting you uh, when we talk about this, and and when we talk about a pay reduction and solidarity with the people. I think it's important to know who's who's backing you and who's not. Absolutely, because right now there's well over six hundred thousand people who've been made un- unemployed. And there's at least a million people in this state who have had their incomes radically reduced. Many of those are being pushed into poverty. Uh, and many people are, are running up significant debts um, that will actually last with them. I'm talking to a builder. Uh, he doesn't have a premises, so therefore he doesn't pay a business rate. So therefore he's not entitled to the grants um, that mm. most people are, most businesses are receiving at the moment. Um, and as a result, his pup payment is not covering the mortgage and that they're uh, being charged. So he has to backdate a lot of that um, uh, debt. But, but, but there is, a, but there is a divide, Padre, and I've said this before. The problem we, we have at the moment is that when we talk about a pushback against restrictions or lockdowns, is that you know a vast amount of people in this country are not affected financially uh, by COVID-19 because they work in the public sector. No, uh, no harm to them, by the way. I'm not having a go with them. Uh, and their job, jobs are stable. But this is primarily the private sector, which are affected very badly. I only saw yesterday another restaurant in Cork uh, said they won't be opening their doors again. They're closing them for good because they can't afford to stay open. Absolutely. And, and to be honest, the strange thing is many people are doing really well at the moment. Uh, many people are actually seeing uh, their incomes increased. We see the level of private savings has gone through the roof because That's right. some people's incomes have increased and their ability to spend at the moment has, has decreased. So the, the, the difference between rich and poor, that divide between the haves and the have-nots has become you know, stock well, there are, and, and there's a lot more of the have-nots now than there was this time last year. There were people with good jobs and good incomes last year are now on 300 quid a week. Just finally, Padre, in relation to the lockdowns themselves, uh, the suggestion now is, well, if you were to believe Neffet, by the way, we'll never get out of this, uh, but it, the suggestion is kind of May sometime, possibly before we start reducing to level three or four, possibly. In England, we've already seen the phase plan. There is no plan over here as such, as far as I can see. In England, they've given a, play, a phase plan starting from March the 1st, ending in June, whereby in July in the UK they're saying they're going to have events, gigs, back in the pubs. And it's a kind of, although it is a few months away, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. We don't seem to have that light. We're not getting the information. Uh, in relation to lockdowns, how long, much longer do you think people can put up? Well, first of all, I think the government's operating with the finger in the air to see which way the wind is blowing on this. And over the last number of weeks, a lot of the smaller parties like the Sock Dems, the Labour Party, people for profit, They've actually been talking for about more, looking for more restrictions. They've been looking for zero COVID. And if zero COVID was put in place, we would have a lockdown for maybe another 18 weeks because there would have to be severe restrictions until the, the illness was completely suppressed everywhere in the country. What AIM2 are looking for is for you know, a logical living with COVID situation. Absolutely, we believe this is a real illness and we need to protect, protect the vulnerable, of course. Yes. For sure. And, but the way to do that is to make sure that nursing homes... Uh, are, 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 are protected, that people over the age of 65 have this vaccine ASAP. I put a question to the Taoiseach yesterday to see, you know, um, are they looking to procure vaccines from the vaccine manufacturers outside of the European Union? Um, this government is so 
um, let's say, in, in hoc to the European Union. It's so deferential to the European Union. It hasn't sought to look for vaccine supply outside of the European supply, like other countries have done, like Denmark and, and, and Germany, for example. Um, so we need to make sure we get the older people in this country protected ASAP. And once that's done, once we get up to the rates of Scotland and, and the north of Ireland, then we can see you know, uh, the society open up. But I will say this, things like health, they need to be opened up now. There's no excuse for cancer patients, people with heart disease, people with um, stroke problems, people with mental health, for those people to have their diagnosis delayed, the treatments delayed, uh, and their survival ability uh, reduced. That needs to happen now. Children with additional needs. You know, right now, I spoke to a teacher over the weekend. She's an additional needs teacher. She's four kids in her class. Only two of them are allowed in, uh, in, in any particular day, which means those other two children have to stay at home. And in many situations with children with additional needs, it's the people, they need routine. They need the regularity. They're, they're getting up, they're getting dressed. And then they're finding today they're not allowed into school. And mm-hmm. So we need those children to have full okay. access. To let, let me address just finally before you go this. Uh, Stephen sent in a text and he says, um, uh, Tobin is, a, is some hypocrite as he's on the doll record demanding reversal in the Fempi cuts. Uh, pay restoration is for all public servants. TDs do not and cannot unilaterally change their own salaries. Well, well first of all, TDs can do anything they want in relation to the law. If TDs had the will to do it, they could change the law to make sure that their salary was decoupled from uh, the income earners in the public servants. And I'll be honest, I, I believe at this moment in time, the reversal of the FEMPI cuts for people... This is, by the way, for those people who know, it's financial emergency measures and public interest. Yes, these yeah. are, exactly. So these are the cuts to incomes in the public service that are brought about after the last crash, which are being reversed at the moment. But I, actually, I, I don't believe they should be reversed for incomes over €70,000 currently, uh, in the public servant, uh, in the public service, and that won't make me very popular amongst those people within the public service. But this country is in eco- is an economic crisis at the moment, um, and the idea that we are spending billions of euros trying to, uh, you know, ameliorate the, the damage being done to incomes for families through pop payments, etc., and then also pay people who are on 150,000 euros pay increases. It just doesn't make sense. Okay, final, final question before you go. A lot of people are online on Twitter and other thing. There's different groups of people and organisations starting to suggest protest marches. You know, be it from different places around the cities. Um, do you support any of those people? I, I would be very cautious about people taking to the streets uh, just at the moment in in terms of protest. Um, we, we we have a uh, an online debate on the Aim to Facebook page uh, next Wednesday at seven thirty to discuss. Uh, these types of issues, um, I, what, I don't want to see a situation where large numbers of people are arrested uh, and large number of people uh, are congregating in spaces. I want to see normal life start to open up. I want to see education. Is it, is it disappointing to see the Garda Sheikh Khan is saying they're, they're, um, they're moving to the beaches now because obviously the weather's getting better, people are going for walks on the beaches. Is it disappointing to see the guards, you know, people who are outdoors, generally just with a friend or on their own walking along the beach and the Garda are going to be targeting the beaches? I do think, see, people forget, people have to exist somewhere. So when you close down whole elements of society, you're just displacing people into other parts of society. You know, people don't disappear because of restrictions. Um, People have to exist somewhere. And when these sunny days return and the heat starts to return, people are naturally going to start to go out. Mm -hmm. To be honest, that's a symptom of the problem. 
to fix the problem, we need to make sure that we protect the vulnerable, make sure vaccines uh, are ramped up uh, at a rate, that we, we, we make sure that the hospital capacity is increased to be able to deal with uh, these issues. And we need, again, All-Ireland cooperation. That's something that's never been thought about. And, and we, we, we should be all in this together, uh, not pretending we're all exactly. in this together. financially as well. Liz, thank you very much indeed, Padre Toby, and I appreciate you coming on the air. Okay, uh, there you go. Aim to calling for or bringing forward a bill that would reduce the salaries of TDs so they can feel the pinch in their own pockets and uh, be in solidarity with everybody else who's losing money. Well, certainly everybody in the private sector who's losing money. Fair play to Padre's is somebody. Uh, Toby is the only leader that is a voice for those in need. Um, well, I wouldn't say he's the only one. There's a few like him as well around. There's other ones around like him, by the way. I'm, I'm, and by the way, I am very interested, and we'll find out in the coming weeks of him, exactly who is supporting his bill. And I'm pretty sure he's not popping around amongst his fellow TDs. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.